Hello, Illuminated Souls. I'm Brianne Drioni. And I'm Tina Damore. Welcome to Shamans After Dark. Today, we're going to be talking about moving through fear. Yeah. I mean, everybody experiences fear and we all walk through it differently. But Brie, what does it mean to move and walk through fear? So to me, moving through fear is when we acknowledge the fear. You know, we don't deny it. We're not saying, oh, I'm not afraid or that this is, you know, generating some kind of fear in us, regardless of whatever situation may be. But we're choosing to kind of bravely walk on those hot coals, so to speak, and and focus and then with intention, you know, kind of making space for that emotion and thoughts that come up for us, holding it, we're acknowledging it, but we're still gonna move forward. We're still gonna kind of keep going, even though it's hard, it's scary, it's we feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're going through it and we're not going to like, you know, you're not letting that fear stop you from achieving your dream or your goal or whatever it is you're trying to do, right? You're kind of taking your power back a little bit, even though that fear is there. Right. I mean, we focus on what we want rather than what we fear. We kind of see this vision. I mean, every person that uh, is considered a hero has most likely been afraid and just did it anyway. I mean, you war heroes, you, you know, anybody that's gone through, you know, perfect things. They've felt every emotion, but they've still stuck to that focus. And I would say sometimes they may not even feel like a hero or something afterwards, right? Like you, you're right, you know, especially right. if that isn't a, a traumatic event around fear. Right, right. I, you know, Absolutely. Sometimes you just feel like a survivor of like, I survived this thing and it has changed me in hero. so many ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, fear is fear. We can run away from it or we can face it and decide to walk through it, even though it's uncomfortable and maybe tripping up the fight, flight, freeze response. Um, you have to ask yourself, do you, do you want to give your power over to your fear or do you want to keep going? Yeah. And I think so many of us live with all different kinds of fear, whether it's a fear of a person, place, anxiety around something or public speaking, like that's a huge one, right? How much, how many people are terrified of having to get up in front of a crowd and say, Hey, (laughs) um, there's just so many different ways that fear shows up for us in our lives. And, and sometimes it's a real fear and it's one we need to acknowledge and say, okay, this situation isn't right for me, or there's something wrong here. I need to be aware of, and maybe that's your instinct saying, okay, something isn't, isn't quite right. And that's a fear we want to listen to and acknowledge and say, okay, I'm removing myself from the situation because it's not safe for me. And then there's the more irrational fears that come up that keep us from achieving our dreams or going forward and doing something we want to do and putting ourselves out there and, and being seen. Right. You know, like you mentioned public speaking, I think there are statistics I read a long time ago that there were people that would rather die than get up in front of people and speak. (laughs) I thought that was really interesting. And you and I are both introverts. And so I think we can both understand that. But at the same time, um, I don't know, I, I think you know, I did have a fear of it. Uh, and then I became a tour guide in college and I, I had to get over it. And so it sort of prepped me to be a teacher, I think, because <laughs> I got up in front of people. That's I never knew you were a tour guide. I learned something new every time we get <laughs> Oh yeah, I was a tour guide for a few years in my college. Um, that sounds like fun. It was fun. It was really fun, actually. I liked it. Yeah. Once I get over the public speaking thing and I, I found my voice, um, but I think, you know, everybody has their own, you know, whether they're seemingly smaller fears around that kind of thing or or um, major, major change in your life. And that brings up fear. I mean, and like you said, Brie, you know, is this fear a rational fear? Should you be afraid of it? Is this something to really pay attention to? And I think it's really important to discern that before you go ahead and decide to walk on those hot coals, so to speak. I think it's important that we tap into our intuition and, you know, know ourselves enough to know 
this is a really rational fear that I have. Because sometimes we get that feeling of like, this situation doesn't feel right. That is, mm-hmm. kind of brings up fear. And that's, you know, our intuitive self telling us something is probably not right here. And then there's the fear of public speaking or, you know, doing a podcast or putting yourself out there or pursuing a dream or taking a class you wanted to do because for some reason you're afraid you can't do it or fear of failure. I think that's a huge one. And and when we allow our fears to dictate our lives to an extent that we don't show up in a a way that's authentic or, or good for us or Maybe there's fear around setting boundaries. I know we talk about that a lot, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that that's could be you know fearful too. Of like we're worried about how people are going to react to that. There's a fear there of having a boundary that somebody's not going to like us. And reality is not everybody is, and that's okay. Uh, yep, yeah, and that connection might be over if they if they can't respect those boundaries, and that's okay. But it's it's a tough place to be in if you're just starting out that practice. But yeah, I mean. Being afraid of taking risks to pursue something meaningful is is really natural, but staying where you are and not realizing your fully potentiated self will only lead to a life unfulfilled. Yeah. And I think that's where fear can be a teacher for us, right? Like it can teach us that we can do things we thought we couldn't do because that fear was there. Like we didn't think we could complete that course that was super challenging, or we didn't feel like we could become the person we wanted to be, or we couldn't step out in that leadership role, or we couldn't take that job that we really wanted to do, or, you know, get on an airplane and go on a trip that's been our dream, you know, your dream trip to maybe go to Ireland or see some of the world. And there's a fear of flying there. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's the reminder too of, is it our fear? Is it a story we were given? Is it, you know, like, is it something we've been carrying from a past life? So I would think we look at that from the schematic lens of like, you know, we would say that maybe there is a past life or an ancestral fear that, you know, could be, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Ancestral. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause like scientists are seeing that, you know, we can actually pass our trauma down in our DNA. So there could be something there to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to have repetitive dreams of, um, of being a pilot during the blitz and crashing. And I mean, like every single night for weeks, and it was so real. And I surprise, surprise, I have a fear of flying. And it's interesting because I wasn't like that when I was younger, but I hit like midlife and sort of all of a sudden discovered, I'm like, why am I afraid, afraid of flying all of a sudden? But it was after all these dreams, it could have been, you know, and so, you know, I didn't work on that. But um, it's so important to address these things, because it kind of keeps you from living your full life. Yeah, and reaching out. I mean, we have the one life that we're here living right now in this moment. Let's say you don't want to say that your fears cause regrets when it's when that time comes to its natural end at some point. You don't want to go saying, I wish I had done that thing that I really wanted to do instead of looking back and be like, I let that fear block me from achievement or going out there. And I think sometimes the fears also stem from just that not wanting to feel vulnerable. Like because that can engender a lot of fear in us too, is when we put ourselves in a position where we feel vulnerable and unsafe because of that. And and you have to kind of move through those feelings of feeling unsafe. You know, um, it's very uncomfortable. And sometimes we just want to skim over it. Um, but, you know, like you said, um, fear can tell us when something is wrong, like a red flag. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it can indicate when a boundary is crossed, um, feeling unsafe when a need isn't being met. Uh, so it's important to, to drop into yourself and listen to your gut. And maybe the situation isn't right for you, but your inner knowing will tell you whether you're shrinking back from fear out of avoidance or because something isn't right for your own personal growth. 
you know, Tina, I think we should talk a little bit too about like ways of moving through some of that fear when it shows up for us. Because I, mean, I think there's there's so many tools out there um, and people may already have a bunch of tools and I'm always finding new tools and new ways to, sh- you know, kind of move through that. And so is there, are there things that you find for yourself that were, have worked well to help you in moving through fear? Uh, I think that, well, I, I like swinging my arms from side to side. It helps my body kind of, it actually feels really comforting if I'm like sort of anxious about something and I realize that, okay, okay, I'm going to stand up and just sort of stand with my feet apart, about a foot apart and just swing my arms. And that helps me a lot. Um, breath work is one I find really super helps me. Breath work and my worry stone. I have a worry yeah. stone in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, just rub it. <laughs> yeah, I like to um, put my hands on my ribs and just do a nice deep breath mm. and feel my ribs expand and like, you know, exhale everything out and like how to four and then take a like a stop there for a second, then inhale all the way in. It really just kind of helps your sympathetic nerve system just kind of chill out telling it it's everything's okay. I like doing the box breath because I see the box, you know, in my brain yeah. and then I'm counting, you know, like, and so it just distracts when me in multiple levels. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you know, inhale in, hold the breath, yeah. exhale yeah. out. And I keep, I visualize like the line making the box with my breath. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Breath. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, essential oils. Um, I, I particularly love rose. That really is a comforting smell for me. Um, uh, I think we've talked about it before, but nature for me is immediately huge. calming. I just go outside and just be like, ah, and then I kind of forget about everything and I'm able to kind of reset my system. So those are some things I do, but everybody's got their own. Oh yeah. Snuggling with pets. I was going to say oh, like my yeah. dog or my cat. Yes. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Or even just having like a positive mantra that you say to yourself, like, I can frequently be like, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm fine, you know, and just reminding myself that this fear might feel big at the moment, but that I am actually really okay. And, and you know, I, I'm sorry, but I, everybody feels fear. If they say that they don't, then they're just not telling you the truth. You know, um, everybody feels this, like a sense of fear at some point. So um, I think it's better and more authentic to address it and say, okay, that's what I'm feeling right now, but I'm not going to let it stop me. Unless, of course, there's some sort of a red flag, like we said. So, I mean, you know, um, another thing that, you know, I like to do, Brie, is because I'm a practitioner, I mean, for for my flying, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm still not very comfortable with it, even though I done lo- I've done lots of work with it. I, I actually merge with one of my power animals the entire time. Call in the and crew, be like, I back do. up, I need backup I, guy. I merge. <laughs> uh, I remember the last time, you know, before COVID, I went down to Florida to visit my parents and uh, got on that plane. And boy, just as soon as I approached the airport, I was like, oh boy, here's that, here's that fear, here's that anxiety. And, um, I put on my drumming track uh, for most of the flight and I was pretty much the whole way, I would say for about eight hours. It's amazing though, right? Like the, how empowering that can be to just be like- It was incredibly empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Call in your helping spirits. I I love that feeling because I, when I do it, I can, I feel that presence and I always feel like there's a hand or something on my shoulder yes. right, when they come in and I'm like, all right, I'm not alone in this, you know? Well, what I loved is that, you know, you get into such a s- serious state when you're afraid. And so they were joking a lot. I could hear them yeah. joking. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm relaxing. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's sort of how I did it. But, you know, again, everybody has their own style to move through this stuff. Um, we can have such interesting, irrational, irrational fears. I know, like, I can get tattooed all day and I have no problem 
if I <laughs> somebody's coming at me for a shot for a vaccine, you know, like my flu shot or something like that, I am instantly my inner five year old who is like running in the hospital gown down the hallway, <laughs> escaping, which I have done in the past as a kid. I've never liked getting it, and we lived overseas a lot, so I always got a plethora of vaccines. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And yeah. it was not fun. They used to like hold me down and like oh give me gosh. shots. So whenever Maybe I go in now genetic. as an adult, yeah. <laughs> and so anytime now as an adult, I go and it's to get my flu shot or, you know, whatever. I'm always like, can I hold the pillow? You know, like, yeah. I don't even know why I ask, but I'm always like, I need a pillow or hold my sweater or something. Yeah. and just need like a. There's no shame support. in actually asking what you need. There's no shame. I think a lot of people are like, no, I'll, I'll just, you know, move through this. But you're asking. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. I was like, I need a little emotional support here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never as bad as I anticipate, but... See, that's the thing about fear. It's usually never as bad as we make it up in our minds to be. I mean, what did FDR say? There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Yes, because we build it up. We think... Right? I start going down the narrative train of like when the fear is there, being like that this could happen and then this might happen. And then this uh-huh. could happen and then this would be really bad if this we happened. Make a story out of it. And then even if I... Sometimes to ground myself back, I'm like, okay, so if all those things did happen, would you still be okay? And I'm like, yeah, I would still be okay, but it just be unpleasant. But yes. And so it always kind of brings me back a bit. It's really about telling your mind to be like, okay, you're kind of stuck in this rumination story here. Uh, (laughs) Can we let it go? Right. And your mind might be like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still your job to talk to your body and sort of, you know, uh, kind of circumvent the the rumination of your brain, which isn't always easy. The storytelling, right? you want to start right? being like, but then this, but, but then, then this will happen, and that, then this and could that, be this. really bad, you know. And then you're like, okay, yeah. So it's, yeah. I try not to fall into the narrative as I've become aware that I do that to myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, old habits die hard, and that little inner critic that can be like, but, but. <laughs> You know, it's like those dreams you have where you show up naked to some big event and you're like, yeah. I mean, I've had those dreams. I've had dreams like, yeah, strange ones. So yeah, it is. It's like this vulnerability, I think. Um, But yeah. So what does spirit have to say about moving through fear, Brie? So this was an interesting um, journey to do. I thought it was really informational. So I'm intrigued to also hear what your spirits will have to say. But mine said, fear is a normal primal emotion, a survival instinct originally meant to help one survive in the wilds of the world. You may even carry the fears of your ancestors or past lives. It may not even truly be your fear that you're feeling. The key is knowing when one's fear is a true warning or simply springing from your own self-doubts, insecurities, or from the stories of others. Being able to own your fear and make space for it, acknowledge the truth of it, and saying to yourself, this is bringing up fear in me, but I'm choosing to move forward anyway is hugely empowering. When you step into that space of fear and vulnerability and move forward, you are moving into a place of empowerment and transformation. It takes courage to be seen in the world and pursue one's dreams. Don't let fear hold you back. Go out and shine. I love that. Go out and shine. Because it's like a part of ourselves that's shadow. We told talked yeah, about before. Exactly. So when you move through it, all there is is light. Right. I mean, and you, you can just and let yourself shine, whether yeah. 
you know, you're in the room naked in your dream or not. It is yeah. just, yeah, letting it shine. <laughs> and, and, and just in a way, it's allowing to step into your authentic self, whether that's mm-hmm. scary and emotional. And, you know, like, I know we both have those t-shirts that say, I'm not a hot mess. I'm a spicy disaster. But sometimes I think when we're moving through fear, that that's kind of how we feel like a bit of yeah. a hot mess because there's all fear triggers all those different like adrenaline response and all this, you know, hormonal response in the body and can make us feel really like, ah, right. Yeah. So my helping spirits said, there is no fear in the transcendental realms of the spirit worlds. There is concern, but that's different. We know what we need to attend to. But we also know that we are infinite beings. We have not forgotten our power. When you choose to come into a body for the earth experience, fear is part of how your flesh and bones survive. It runs through your ancestral lineages and may not even be your own fear as you experience, but something simply passed down. You might even be the carrier of your ancestral fears. However, fear can be rooted from personal experiences, and fear can run amok if it is fed. You may need assistance in releasing the fears if they were collective or ancestral or given to you without your conscious agreement. When the source of fear is a life or death concern, it is naturally good to pay attention to the body's wisdom and make choices to extract oneself from the source of fear. But when it isn't, discern of what is coming up within that is connected to the particular experience of fear is best. Choosing to acknowledge one's fear and discern it to feels right to move through it to the other side, to another life perception that is waiting for you can help you remember your own innate power. I love that. Again, similar thing. Again, just like I was interested. That, that's very, very interesting. I know. So, and I love um, the unique voices that our helping yeah. spirits have. It's always interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Love this. The website journey prompt on shamansafterdark.com is to go to your helping spirits and ask them to show you ways in which you can best move for the fears in your life. We hope that you will join us next time as I lead listeners in a guided meditation to connect with your empowered self and release fear. Until next time, everyone, keep on shining your light.